WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song! Listen up, Slapknot. This is Jeff Jarrett. Hey, this is Trish Stratus. This is the undisputed future of WWE. Seth Rollins. Hey, this is Kane from WWE. This is TNA Superstar EC3. Hey, this is Gail Kim. This is WWE Superstar Natalia. Hi, this is Bree. And this is Nikki. And we're the Battle Twins. Yes, this is Broken, not Hardy. The greatest man that ever lived always likes a good rack. And you're listening to the greatest rack. Satisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning... The Rack. I heard y'all wanted to hear a bedtime story. I love kickball. I'm back, taking souls and digging holes. In this moment in time right now, this very second, I can truly say that I have the whole damn world in my hand. With your host, they've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my God, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my God, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and shoot tobacco. I like puppets. And her producer, Sir Rocket. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. This right here means I'm the champ that runs the camp. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Right here. I knew you'd come. And this is going to be simply glorious. Welcome to The Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com. Brought to you by our friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over at WildTalkRadio.com, RackRadioShow.com, or Gerwick.net, thank you so much for tuning in with us. We are so super excited to have you. We have a lot to get into. I'm your host, Lindsay Ward, and uh, joining me as always is my ever-faithful producer slash co-host slash a handyman, Sorokin. You were I doing, can't talk tonight. You were doing so well. You got the plugs right. I hit the plug. And then you screwed up everything else. Or attempted to screw up everything else. I you, tried really hard. It's going to be one of those nights. It's one of those nights. It, it, it's Thursday. Thursday. We're here at the Wild Talk Radio Network. This is the Rack at RackRadioShow.com, WildTalkRadio.com, or GrowWork.net. You can interact with us live at Wild Talk Radio, at Rack Radio Show on the Twitters, at Lindswood as well. Or come over to our websites we just mentioned. Join us, interact, have some fun, because we're going to have some fun with you tonight. Because we have things, we have stuffs, we have news. We are going to be talking about the amazing WWE Book of Rules. I have it here in my hand. It's awesomeness in a book. I mean, it has a Ford by Daniel Bryan. How can you, how can you not love that? 
I know, but, yeah. right? We're going to get all into that later. Yeah. Brought to you by Media Lab Books. We're going to talk about it on the show. We are going to review it. We are going to tell you where to buy it, and you should go buy it. But we'll tell you all about that later. We also have NXT Tweet of the Week and the SmackDown Throwdown. All your favorites. And, and the SmackDown Throwdown? It's going to be a doozy. We have rants. We have rants. We have, oh, she has rants. I have rants. I have comments. She has rants. He's going to stay here for 10 minutes while I go off. I'll, pu- I'll be playing Supercard and make comments. Yeah, because that's how this goes. Anyway, <laughs> I say we jump right into the news brought to reference over at Gerwig.net and TNAsylum.net, the haven for TNA fans. And, well, we have to talk about the biggest, biggest news of the week, and that is former guest of this show. Multi-time guest of the show. Multi-time guest of this show. The infamous DDP is being inducted into WWE Hall of Fame. A well-deserved honor, indeed, for him. Congratulations. Big congratulations. So I have a question. Hmm. How long are they going to give him to speak? Because we know how he speaks. He's going on first. I can promise you that he will go on first, because he's going to talk. Because we ask, like... We come up with a whole list of questions when we interview DDP. When we interview anybody. Yes, but just say for DDP. Say we have like 15, 16 questions right now. We either don't ask any, we ask like two questions because he answers everything else. But the one question we ask, it takes 25 minutes to get one answer. Yeah, there is no really doing a short interview with DDP. He just really likes to talk, which is awesome. It's great because he tells such great stories. And he's such a pleasure to speak to that you just sit there and you just soak it up because you're like, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh, great. Oh, crap, we've been going 45 minutes. Okay, keep going. So, yeah, I I would bet he probably goes on first, but then again, because the Hall of Fame is now on Friday and not the night before WrestleMania... They may have a little longer leeway. They're probably going to go a little bit longer. The talent has a little bit of leeway, yeah. Yeah, because then that way it's like they can all do NXT on Saturday night, they'll go block out WrestleMania, they'll get that done, or if they'll do it, Saturday Saturday night into or Friday night Saturday morning who knows but yeah that's the way it always worked before was they would do the Hall of Fame on Saturday night the night before WrestleMania and then everybody has to go over to the arena after the Hall of Fame because they block out WrestleMania after the Hall of Fame so they're up till you know three four o'clock in the morning in some cases blocking out the show and everybody has to go back to the hotel and go to bed and then wake up and go to WrestleMania and you have to be at the building I think by like what noon so you get like no sleep in between Hall of Fame and WrestleMania so you know you can tell everybody's sitting there at the Hall of Fame going, come on, this is awesome, I'm really happy for you, but hurry it up. Because, you know, it's like the sooner we get out of here, the sooner we get the blocking done, which means we get sleep. So somebody finally wisened up to moving the Hall of Fame to Friday night as opposed to having it on Saturday. Because of the popularity of NXT is taking over where it makes more sense to do it that way. Thank God. Thank you, NXT. (laughs) Because I honestly think they learn when they did did, um, NXT... This past year, yeah, they did it, but this past year on a Friday. Mm-hmm. And it, Friday didn't work out so well. It wasn't as, you know, it was a more, it was awkward doing it on a Friday, I think. And I think they realized Saturdays, the, since they get us to, you know, to watch it on Saturdays, I think it makes sense to do it 
on Saturdays that keep the trend going. You don't change the day for it. Well, Fridays are a hard night anyway. Yeah. And you want the biggest possible watching audience for NXT. So it makes sense to do it on a Saturday. Because Friday, everybody, it was it's Friday. So everybody's going out to party. They're going to have a good time. They're going drinking with their friends. Because it's, you know, the first day of the weekend. So you're like, oh, hey, you know, no work for two days. You go out and have fun with your friends. So it's like Friday night, you're not necessarily home. And it's like a lot of people. It's like, yeah, you know, oh, hey, I want to go watch wrestling. But at the same time, it's like, oh, God, you know, NXT's on tonight. But because of the network, it's like, oh, well, I can watch it tomorrow. Right. Because it'll be on delay or it's going to be on demand. So I don't even have to necessarily see it live. I can just tune into it later on and it'll be fine. And they started NXT late last year, too. Which yeah, they did. It was like at 10 o'clock Eastern because it was, they were in Texas. So it was a different time difference. But anyway. Anyway, swerving back. Here, here's the next question I have for you then. Who, who inducts DDP? Oh, that's hard. I mean, there's two obvious answers and the two of them should do it together. Yeah, they should. Jake, the Snake Roberts, and Scott Hall. Another possibility is Austin, because he's buddies with Austin. Austin's not a bad choice. I'm trying to think, is there anyone else that would work? I mean, there are a bunch of people that would work, but... Oh, there are a ton of people that would work. I mean, DDP is... DDP is pretty much a saint. He had, he single-handedly, or not really single-handedly, but he saved Scott Hall and Jake Roberts from self-destruction, which is a miracle. So I would I would leave it to them. Let them both do it. It would work. It would be that touching moment that it would all come full circle. They got in because of him, all the work he did for them, and this way and now, they, they can put him in. Yeah, they can induct him, and they can give him this honor, and yeah. It would be a really, really heartfelt moment where it's like, because they're here because of him. Let's not deny that at all they're here because ddp said you need help i'm gonna help you yeah like everybody else has tried it hasn't worked i'm gonna try and i'm gonna succeed and he did and it was a rocky road and they fell off the wagon a bunch of times and they they still are and they still are they still do but the important thing is is that it's like it's okay if you fall off as long as you get back on because people are human they're they stumble they make mistakes it's like we demonize when you make a mistake it's like you know what you're human and that's what he does it's like you're human you make a mistake am i mad at you yeah i'm mad at you but you know what you're gonna get right back on and you're gonna be fine because it's not easy it's not an easy thing to kick an addiction and just for him to bring them to his house and watch over them and take care of them and get them back into a healthy relationship with their families, their friends, to get their lives back on track, to get them back in good standing in wrestling. I mean, my God, the work he did for them is just amazing. And they're not the only ones. DDP Yoga's revolutionized wrestling because he gave it to all the boys and girls and said, here, do this, try this. You'll feel great. It's extended careers. Oh, yeah. Yes, it has. It's helped so many of the, the boys and girls, you know, in terms of just how they work out, how they look at their nutrition, how they do everything. He's really done such a tremendous thing for the business behind the scenes. It's like, never mind what he did in the ring, which he did a lot in the ring. It's what he's done, his contribution behind the scenes. Is so much bigger. Is so much bigger. And it's such a, an incredible legacy to to have, to be able to help that many people and have that much of a positive impact is just incredible. So, you know, if anybody is deserving, it's DDP. Without a question. Without a question. So huge congratulations to him. Cannot wait for the speech. 
gonna get popcorn. It's gonna, it's gonna be a good speech. It, it airs on the WWE Network, where you can also find WrestleMania this year. That's right. And speaking of WrestleMania and Hall of Fame and all that good happy stuff, that weekend it got announced this past Monday on Raw that WrestleMania is not gonna be booty this year. Nope, because New Day will be hosting. This, this goes to show you, they don't have anything for them. In terms of a match, they want to keep him out of the championship picture, which is smart, mm-hmm. but they still want him on the show, so the best way to do it, hey, you guys get to do some wacky, cool stuff and host host the show, which is perfect for them. Hogan's mm-hmm. done it, The Rock's done it, Kim Kardashian's done it, but more importantly, The Rock and, um When did Kim Kardashian do it? They called her the guest host that one year. Did they? I don't even remember what year that was. Might have been Orlando. Was it? I think it was Orlando. I think it was twenty. I, I think it was twenty-four. I don't remember. WrestleMania twenty-four. Was she a thing then? Yeah, yeah, she was a thing back then. It was only two thousand eight. She still was a thing at that point, I believe. She was there. God, have we been putting up with that crap for nine years? It's like an endurance race, right? As I'm googling this, so. Yeah, she was the host of WrestleMania 24. You learn something new every day. I honestly didn't remember that. Probably because I didn't get to see that one live. But here's the thing. She didn't really do anything. She did, she was a ring announcer. Yeah, but the hosts never really do anything. That's that's the deal. It's like they do some funny skits and that's about it. Because it's like, remember, you had Mae Young hit on the rock. Well, yeah, and he also did a speech in, in the beginning. And he also, you know, screwed John Cena. Like you do. Because like I was at that pay-per-view. She was at I, that pay-per-view. I remember that pay-per-view. And so does The Miz because he talks about it. Yes, yes, he does. And if you would like to see that in a sort of video game rewind, go to youtube.com slash track radio show right now. It's our throwback Thursday. Yes. Shameless plot for the YouTube channel. Anyway, um, so New Day's hosting it. They'll do some wacky stuff. They'll give ice cream to people. They're going to have an ice cream machine. It's going to be a thing. It, it'll be fun. It'll be awesome. And, you know, it's like, it's an effort to get them on the show, which I'm sure they appreciate. I'm, I'm, would gather they would probably rather have a match, but it's better to have them hosting simply because that way they're they're not going to lose on WrestleMania. They're not in the championship picture right now. Kind of letting them cool down a little bit before they rev them back up again. Because, you know, they just got the longest reigning tag, you know, tag team titles record. And remember last year, they fought the League of Nations. Yeah, so it's like you just kind of... And lost. And lost. <laughs> to the League of Nations in the match everyone went, wait, what? And then we had the cool moment. Except for me, because I called that right. <sighs> And then we had the cool moment where Sean Foley and Austin came out and kicked the League of Nations ass. No, they kicked New Day's ass. No, they kicked League of Nations ass and then they stud wounds. Yes, which he still considers the greatest moment of his life. Yes, he does. <laughs> which is adorable. <laughs> but anyway, so New Day will be highly entertaining as the host of WrestleMania. But speaking of WrestleMania, it's not going to be fun for somebody because the bones are breaking. They're smashing. It's the injury roundup. Bones breaking. Backs cracking. Shoulder snap. It's this week's Injury Roundup. And we're going to talk about this more in the SmackDown Throwdown, because there was a whole segment that went with this. But Naomi is injured with an undisclosed knee injury and is doubtful for WrestleMania. Hashtag blame Brent. There's a possibility she could still appear, she could still make it, but at this point, she is in doubt. The phrasing is, it is similar to, but not exactly the same injury Seth Rollins has. Yeah, and he's on the shelf six to eight weeks. Yep. And rehabbing like a MFR. Yeah. Trying to get back. Yeah. So she just, she got hurt at chamber. On the moon, she, on the moonsault. On the moonsault, and 
she there it's doubtful she's going to have the time to recover but we'll see how she rehabs because she still could show up but any kind of wrestling at this point is entirely up in the air so that sucks for naomi she just won the smackdown women's championship she's busted her butt to get there and this is just so unfortunate to happen right before mania who is the new smackdown women's champion we'll tell you in the smackdown throwdown ding Tying back into The Rock real quick, um, WWE officials are not happy with The Rock right now. Not that he really cares, because Monday night, after Raw went off the air, The Rock went out to entertain the crowd while they set up for his movie, and, well, Rock made a faux pas and called somebody WWE wishes they could forget in one CM Punk. We played it to you on the Raw post show, like, minutes after it happened, so we had the news then. It was something. It was It was very, very interesting. Interesting. Vince was not happy, you know, go figure. Because they actually told him, you know, expect CM Punk chance. And what does the rock do? He expects a CM Punk chance. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like they, they actually had just started to get those to calm down. I mean, they still happen, but it was more infrequent than it was before. And, you know, the rock's like, oh, hey, I'm just going to call CM Punk right here in the middle of the Staples Center and put it on speakerphone because, you know, I'm the rock. And, you know, Vince was backstage going, no! Like, I'm surprised he didn't run down there and try and stop him. He legit did send a referee down there and said, stop calling Punk. See? <laughs> the Rock tweeted, I work off instinct, always listen to people and try to give them something special. Huge positive feedback from WWE Universe. Fun night. Yeah, I mean, it's The Rock. He doesn't really care. I mean, he does, but he doesn't. Because here's the thing. He doesn't really need WWE. They more need him. So they're not... They, they're mad, but there's no heat. Yeah, there's no heat. There's nothing they can really do to him. That's the thing. I mean, what are they going to say? Oh, you know, well... You can't show up at WrestleMania and we yeah, lose yeah. our money and, you know... It's like, you can't show up at WrestleMania and we're not going to promote your movies anymore and you know he's, he's probably like yeah okay whatever moving on <laughs> type deal so it's just like a little bit of a faux pas but no real no real recourse on WWE's part for it so anyway shifting over to TNA we can officially announce that Kevin Sullivan and Dutch Mantel have returned to TNA in a production capacity not in a wrestling or in a TV capacity that they will work, be working behind the scenes on the show so welcome back to Kevin Sullivan and Dutch Mantel that is pretty awesome because Dutch you're definitely needed yeah. like legit I yeah please help this show please help them I mean, it's, it's really interesting to see the influx of people that are coming back to TNA now that Jared's back because you don't realize what TNA has really lost over the years until you see the number of names that are returning in droves to the company and to the product and you're like wow damn that's right that person did used to work for them and then they left or they got fired or whatever so it's just like oh crap you know you just you look at how much they've lost and you can see why the product is the way it is now because of what they've lost because they just never have been able to replace those people or find someone equally as talented or better to replace that person it's just sort of oh you can do this great go do this i feel like that's what a lot of it was yeah especially there at the end cuz you know people were just there was this massive exodus from TNA Mm-hmm. Of everybody who's like, oh, they're going out of business, need to find a new job. You're right, and now everyone's coming back, and Jeff Jarrett's building, rebuilding the office, rebuilding it, giving it a wrestling feel again to the people who do not know professional wrestling. And that's what we have always kind of said with TNA, is 
it's not necessarily the wrestling product itself. The wrestlers, the talent is there. It's more the office. It's more people running the company. It's the behind the scenes stuff that needed rebuilding, that needed help. Because you really didn't have people that knew that what they were doing with wrestling. So it's like separate the office from the writers, from the creative people, from people producing the TV and have the office run the office, have the TV people run the TV and they really kind of don't intersect. Unless it's like a budget meeting or something. And then it's, no, why did you spend a million dollars on a really craptastic wrestling wedding? Anyway, but yes, so welcome back to Desperate Mantel and Kevin Sullivan, because that's kind of awkward. Yeah. And also, sorry. And finally, it isn't really a return, but it got announced that Maria and Mike Bennett have re-signed with TNA, so they are going to be continuing on with the company, so yay. Yeah, they'll be back for at least another year. All right, I have a follow-up to our to our earlier story about Naomi. Oh. Thanks to Ashley Sanders on the Twitters for tweeting me during the show. Apparently, Naomi was on the Instagrams, the IG, as the kids call it these days, and posted the following. This looks like nothing, but it hurts like hell. I damn near blew out my MCL and every muscle from my calf to hamstring. I'm just thankful it wasn't worse. So, le- so like I said, it's basically what happened to Seth Rollins... Kinda, sorta. She did not tear anything. She strained a lot of ligaments in her in her knee, which is still about six weeks. Still about six weeks. Nothing was torn. Rollins had a, had an actual tear, so that's the specifics of it. But thanks to Ashley on Twitter for sending us the message. Whoop, whoop. So thanks, I, Ashley. So, like I said, you can tweet us during the show, and I will, you know, see it and respond. On air. Yes. Yes, we will see it. We will try to retweet it. We will try to respond. The phone is right here for me with the Twitter, so I'll see it go off. So you're welcome to tweet us. Oh, hey, look. ODB like my tweet. Anyway, I think we should take our first break of the evening. What do you think? I mean, she just dropped the name. Come on. <laughs> so when we come back, God. we are going to be talking all about the WWE Book of Rules, which is brought to you by Media Lab Books. It's forwarded by Daniel Bryan. It is an awesome piece of literature, and we're going to tell you all about it and where to buy it after the break. So you're listening to The Racker here on WildTalkRadio.com. We will be right back. We're not going to acknowledge you dropped it. Yeah, anyway, we'll go back. And I don't want to forget how your voice sounds. These words are all I have, so I'll write them. So you need them just to get by. The evolution of online sports entertainment begins again on Sunday nights when you step into the ring with Wrestle Talk Radio. Covering all the latest in the WWE, TNA, and the indie scene. Plus, providing you with the most comprehensive coverage of every WWE and TNA pay per view. Join Wrestle Talk Radio every Sunday night live only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Out and about when your favorite WTR program is on the air. Don't worry, we've got you covered. You can listen to WTR on the go with TuneIn Radio. Just download the TuneIn Radio app for your Android or iPhone, iPad or tablet, and search for Wild Talk Radio Network. Best of all, it's free. What are you waiting for? Download the TuneIn Radio app today. Tune in to WTR wherever you are. 
What is the greatest cartoon TV show of all time? This Saturday, CB Radio decides. It is the greater than great debate. Heard every Saturday night at midnight as she stern on CB Radio only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Hey, this is Gail Chem TNA Knockout and you're listening to the Rack Radio Show. WildTalkRadio.com, brought to you by our friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. Also, huge shout out to everybody listening to us over at RackRadioShow.com, WildTalkRadio.com, and Gerwick.net. Thank you so much for joining us. We are back and we are talking all about the WWE Book of Rules, which is by Media Lab Books. If you have not seen this, you can find it at all fine retailers everywhere. You can buy it at Amazon.com, WWEShop.com. This is an awesome little thing, okay? This book, and we've done a lot of WWE book reviews. We've done a lot of them. Right. I should mention it comes out on February 28th. Yes. So it's not out yet. You can get it in five days at out, fine retailers everywhere. comes out in five days at fine retailers everywhere. But yeah, you can hear it, maybe. Yeah. Hopefully. So first off, it's tied together on it with a string. Yeah, basically the premise of this book is that it's somebody found this manila folder full of memos and post-it notes and notes in general that's like haphazardly thrown together and tied together in, again, a manila, kind of like almost like a one of those accordion folders. And so that's what they made this to look like was an accordion folder full of all these notes and memos and everything else. And they published it like this because it looks like it's all been photocopied and just thrown together in this book. And it's just really cool. I really like it. It's one of the most unique books I've ever seen WWE produce. It has some of the strangest things you'll ever read in a book. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it's basically what it is. And like I said, it's got memos, but it's got notes that are handwritten in there. It's got doodles. You know, it's basically signed by people where they're shooting insults back and forth to each other. I mean, it's it's just kind of this snarky little thing. And it it talks. To go back to the beginning, because reasons. Where's the... So it covers four... Five categories, because I can read. So it covers rules of the ring, what to wear, entrances and exits, stipulation matches, and superstar conduct. And rule number one of the book is never look the Undertaker in the eyes. Because, you know, that that's how it goes. And it should be pointed out that this is written by the anonymous Raw general editor. <laughs> and I quote. And I quote. But this is just... 
I love this little thing just because me, I work in, in, um, publishing kind of, I work in advertising. So this, like, this hits me on a, on a artistic level because I just love it mm-hmm. the way it's put together because it's so unique. Oh yeah. So flipping through one of the pages is every backup dancer needs a marquee quality name. The, the choices were Funkatronics, Funkadelics, Funkettes, the funk a funky bunch or the funkadactyls and it has bottom has a picture of Titus or not Titus Tyrus Robertus Clay at that point and it goes I can dig it there's there's everything there's a one section which is the funniest section of them all where there's a memo is basically ways you can get fired and all the pages are ripped out of it yes <laughs> that is one of the coolest parts of it and I'm it's trying- and it's really up to date too yeah it's very. It's pretty up to date. I mean, there's some people in there that have left since they they threw this together, but for the most part, it's really kind of up to date. I can't find the Hell in a Cell. Where is the Hell in a Cell page? There, even there, there's a certificate certificate of achievement for Enzo Mori, Enzo Mori hereby declaring him a certified. G. No, there's a tax form too that says pay your taxes from IRS. That too. That that's pretty awesome as well. So you're looking for what the hell in a cell? Is it the hell in a cell or is it every? Great, no, it's not the chamber. Every great stip match needs an equality great name. An equally great name is that what you're looking for? Hades Hideaway, uh, Lucifer's Living Room, stuff like that. No, 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 no. It's like it's the one where it's supposed to be like impenetrable. And pray why it's like, haha, not if you're a not if you're a hologram. It's something like that. Where is it? No, it, yeah, yeah. So one one side has all the nicknames for the Devil's Playground, the st- same structure, and more equal more cell equals more hell. New cell, taller, heavier, plus impossible to break into slash out of. And then it has the Wyatt Family logo, unless you're a Hologram. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, there it is. Now, is that your logo or their logo? Um, um, it's somebody else's logo because that's hand drawn. We're not gonna go into that right now. That's in a different game. It's in a different game. That's a game. This is a book. But yeah, this thing is really, really, really epically cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got all these little references and snark, and it it's really hard to describe over the air. I hope we're doing a decent enough, jo- decent enough job of it. This is something you really need to go look at in person. It's super cute. I, I just really love it. I love how they did it. Because, you know, it's like everything... This is going to sound really, really wrong, but I mean this in the best way possible. I sincerely do. Everything they el- else they do is so professional and so crisp and so nice. This is just... This is not. This is the complete 180 of it. Mm-hmm. It's literally looked like it's been slapped together, and it's it's so well executed that it just looks like that. That they just threw this book together, they photocopied all this stuff, they printed it on these pages, and that's it. And that's how they put this book together. I mean, there's no chapters explaining the rules. It's just all pictures and notes and everything else. So it's just it's a fun little thing to look through and read and find all the different little references and everything in it. I mean, I just I really really love this book. It's so neat to me. You, you can see on the on your screen right now, there's a page of the book on the screen right now that you can see an example of sort of how it's written and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, they have, they have memos from people. Yeah. So it's like, so more specifically talent relations. They have a lot of talent relations and memos. I'm just going to read this. So January 10th, 2006. Attention superstars and handwritten in there is R-rated. Please be advised... That celebrations involving explicit public displays of affection are completely inappropriate for a WWE ring. Sincerely, talent relations, and written next to it says prudes. There's a, there's a Polaroid of Edge and Lita together that says, please be an R-rated, 
a rated PG superstar. And then it, it handwritten in goes for the benefit of those with night vision photography. So it's like stuff like that where, you know, they have notes from Vince and Vicky Guerrero and Stephanie McMahon and talent relations from creative. Um, this one's like a survivor series contract signing us on the next page where it's John Cena versus team authority. And there's an hand, you know, in Sharpie it's written, always make sure your contract signings end in chaos. Mm-hmm. See WWE contract signings, do's and don'ts where it's, again handwritten in do use the contract signing to browbeat or just beat up your opponent bring back up toss the chairs aside to show you're ready to fight angrily flip the table or put your opponent through it or both in bold don't flinch first doing stare down shake your opponent's hand unless you want to get flipped onto their shoulder for a br- for a brutal finish and that's cut off ignore the fine print you could end up losing more than your title forget to know you know sign the contract Mm-hmm. That's the last one. <laughs> it's just, it's stuff like that where it's just, it's, it's really, really, really cute. And then the ripped out pages and just, yeah. Here, here's one. If Bray Wyatt said it, it's probably true and false at the same time. Yep. Entrances and exits, and exits can simultaneously, sometimes occur simultaneously. And there's a picture of Kane entering with an arrow pointing at him and Seth exiting with Kane pulling him underneath the ring. <laughs> yes. Yes. So this book is full of like little things, like little references that, you know, everyone knows and little inside jokes and, and all that fun stuff. So here you go. Dear Mr. Midian, as a superstar and civilized adult, you are required to wear at least some, in parentheses, he should be required to wear a lot of clothing at all times. A fanny pack does not count as a clothing item. Your new naked persona must cease immediately. Sincerely, sincerely, talent relations. And there's a picture hand-drawn of Naked Midian with a no circle over it. But I'm finally free, he says. And right to censor goes, right to censor was here. And then somebody has a note under it pointing at it goes, they could have done a better job. There's I a, love this book so much. Another one. Rules were made to be broken. So were hearts. So were streaks. And tables. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the streak one. But, yeah, like, there's little things. It's, it's just... Anyway... It's the perfect. It's the perfect book for anyone out there. If you have a kid who's into wrestling, this is perfect for them. If you're an adult, this is perfect for you. If you've been a fan for ten years, twenty years, thirty years, whatever it is, this is the perfect book. Yeah, this really is. I mean, it's something that it's worth at least looking at and flipping through. It's it's super entertaining. It's just really kind of cute it's the a, way that they did it. It's a really awesome coffee table book. It is. Because you just sit here and you flip through it and you just find different stuff. I mean, I just sat here when I got it and just read through it and looked through it and just was giggling the entire time because it's it's just like, oh my god, I completely forgot about that. Because there's stuff in here that you just, there's so much history that you just forget. Yeah. But they, they make references to everything and it's all snarky and it's all done in humor. And that's the best thing about it. It's just, it's really, really well done. I really like it. I mean, bravo, bravo to Media Lab Books for this. I, I kind of want more of stuff like this. Uh, I'm in total agreement to Media Lab, so play this sells well. And you guys make a second version of this or something similar to this. This was an awesome creation, and we're looking forward to seeing everyone go out and buy it. And, yeah. And just to prove to you how snarky this book is, one last page. Okay. And then we're going to break. Going forward, WrestleMania will be a minimum of four hours long to allow time for the Undertaker entrances. And it's a picture of Undertaker walking to the ring with druids, and one has eight minutes in front of it, another has 12 minutes in front of it, and the last one has 14 minutes in front of it, and somebody wrote, still awesome. Go buy this book. It is 
it is epicness on paper. I love it so much. It's available this Tuesday at fine bookstores everywhere. Amazon, www.com, www.shop.com, and beyond. Ding! So I say we take our second and final break of the evening. What do you think? Sounds good to me. Alrighty, well, when we come back, we are going to be doing Tweet of the Week, NXT Rundown, or NXT... Yeah, Rundown, and the SmackDown Throwdown. I don't even know what our segments are called anymore. So you're listening to the rack right here on WildTechRadio.com, and we will be right back. There's no going back to what's left behind. Tomorrow's a gift, so I'll make it mine. It's thick in the air, it creeps down my spine. And there's nowhere I'd rather be than in the sky of the echoes under the ages. Every Monday night, get caught up with everything that happens on Monday Night Raw with the Raw Post Show. Suplex City, bitch. From the big returns. Maybe I have one more ass kicking left in. I thought to myself, maybe I have one badass spear left in me. Then I thought to myself, maybe I have one last devastating jackhammer in me. So, Brock Lesnar, not only does that mean that you're next, but most importantly, it means, Brock Lesnar, you're last! To the shocking moment. First off, thank you so much for that. Yeah, what's up, Detroit? And the moments that leave you speechless. You know, Chris, if you're going to put something on that list, why don't you start with that terrible scarf of yours? I mean, while I'm looking at you, you can add those rinky-dink tattoos on there, your tacky little haircut, your creepy mustache, and how about those trunks, Sparkle Crotch? What? Sparkle Crotch. They're sparkly. Rhinestones all over the place. Sparkle Crotch. Go ahead, get it on the list, write it down. Sparkle Crotch. I'm going to say this one time. I am not Sparkle Crotch! It's the Raw Post Show, Monday nights, live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Can't catch a WTR program live? Well, we've got three easy ways for you to listen whenever you want. First, listen to the Wild Talk Radio Network on iTunes. Just head over to iTunes and search for Wild Talk Radio Network and subscribe to our feed. Secondly, download the Stitcher Radio app and search for Wild Talk Radio Network. And finally, just visit the archive section right here at wildtalkradio.com and you can download every single episode of all your favorite programs. Best of all, it's free. Keep up to date and spread the word to your friends on how you can be part of the Wild Talk Radio Network listening experience. Have you subscribed to the Rack Radio Show YouTube channel? If you haven't, here is what you are missing. Five days of WWE 2K17 content featuring Mashup Monday featuring your favorites performing entrances of other WWE superstars. 
Tuesday is Raw Redo featuring a recreation of a match from the previous night's edition of Monday Night Raw. Wednesday is Wild Card Wednesday, where anything could happen in WWE 2K17. Thursday is Throwback Thursday, featuring a historical matchup from WWE history. Friday is Fantasy Friday, featuring a dream match between two WWE superstars. Plus monthly simulations of every WWE pay-per-view. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now to youtube.com slash rec radio show for daily content from WWE 2K17. What is the greatest N64 video game of all time? CP Radio decides. It's the greater than great debate, heard every Saturday night midnight as she stern on the Wild Talk Radio Network. This is Kane from WWE, and you're listening to The Rack on Wild Talk Radio. Here on WildTalkRadio.com, brought to you by our friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. Also, if you're listening to us over at Gerwick.net, RackRadioShow.com, or WildTalkRadio.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. Rock just had to play that. Tug at my heartstrings and take me back to a few years ago when everything was good. But we're going to talk about that in the SmackDown Throwdown. But now, Tweet of the Week. used to be the kind of person spending time on my space Until the spammers ended up taking over my place And I was so bitter Until I found Twitter Ooh, a place where you can go ahead and write what you're feeling 140 characters or less is what you're giving My addiction starts to climb I go to refresh my timeline Cause I won't stop tweeting no more, no more It cannot wait I'm sure Biggie, I thought the product tagline You can't lick the New Day, but you can lick our cream Had some potential Kofi disagrees, vehemently. To which Kofi replies I just want to specify what kind of cream we're shooting to push on these people They did say it features 
booty juice. It they did. I mean, you know, there are kids present. You got to be careful. No misnomers here. Noam Dar, can you walk a boot a Doug Park without a Doug, or is that pure weird? Just asking for a friend. I love that he tweets in a Scottish accent. I love it. Oh. Noam Dar, there's an air host on this flight that looks like Rod Stewart, and he absolutely 100% defo knows it. Notor- or, uh, Sasha Banks tweeted, "Come meet me tomorrow from 11 thir- or 9:30 to 11:30 a.m. at Walmart." She gives the address. And Bailey goes, just hopped in line. WWE, breaking. Enzo and Cass will face Sheamus and Cesaro in a number one contenders match for the Raw Tag Team titles tonight on Raw, to which Sheamus replies, time to take Jay and Silent Bob to school because you can teach that. Cesaro tweeted, hashtag thank you Sheamus, hashtag Raw, and it was a picture of Sheamus booting Enzo in the face. And Sheamus replies, hmm, found his bro kick tonight. Really? He said it, not me. I mean, that's Becky level. Of pun- well? Of, that's Becky level of punnery. I, I, I'm pretty sure they're friends. Fella? Straight fella? Straight fella. I don't know. Let's, uh, no, let's talk about that. Anyway, <laughs> Bailey. Inflatable tube pants smacked me in the face, tripped down the ramp, giving out a hug, fell getting out of the ring, but still your champ! Seamus. Bought Fit Finley his first ever pint of Guinness US. He only takes little sips in case he falls off a stool. Bless his cotton jocks. I had to tweet. I had to favorite it just for bless his cotton jocks. I've never heard that before. So Yeah, I've never heard that before. It's kind of awesome. So, NASA made a huge discovery this week in the fact that they discovered a brand new solar system with three planets and a habitable zone. Which is amazing, right? So, of course, the fans have to know. The big question is, what does this mean for the universal title? It's a, it's a decent question, you know. It's a legit question, to which Kevin Owens replies, It clearly means that I'm such a fantastic champion of the universe that it's now thriving and creating new planets. So we can thank Kevin Owens for the creation of the new solar system. And it's amusing since we're now giving him credit for it after the creation of Kevin Owens. After he actually got the creation of Kevin. Yep. It's magic. Wrestling is magic. See how that's all tied together? Thank you. And which would then mean Chris Jericho invented it. Of course Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho invented everything. Exactly. Anyway, that's all I got. What do you have? Uh, fake sports center. Tony Romo and his wife are expecting a third child. This means Romo will have, officially have more children than playoff wins. Vince Young, fake sports center. Vince Young is trying to make an NFL comeback. He should form his own flag football team with Tim Tebow, Johnny Manziel, and Marcus Russell. Luke Harper. It's Monday. You know what that... Why would I favorite that one when he says it all the time? Here's why. BG James, the road dog. I don't know what any of this means. Your Twitter is so frustrating. I feel so stupid. Arg. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just Luke protesting the fact that everybody says he can't have a Twitter or he shouldn't have a Twitter, so he literally just goes on there every day. And just tweets the day <laughs> to screw with everybody because he can. Because he's been doing it for months. After he had a lot of fun on Twitter and everyone could pit- bitch that he was on Twitter. So this is the result of it. Three men booth. Rusev and Lana are the Boris and Natasha of this generation. Hashtag raw. Kenny Omega. Seeing Giants chain Russell reminds me of days when I play NWO World Tour for N64. It's strange, but kind of neat at the same time. That's where I say the great debate this, the greater the great debate this week is N64 video games. CB Radio, Saturday Night Manetish. As he sneezes. Cause yes, check out the greater than great debate. It's gonna be awesome. Check it out last week's as well. There was shenanigans abounding. As there always is with CB Radio. Cause you know, that's how they roll. And he's not good yet. So. So here we go. There he goes. <laughs> 
I was unmuting as you said. He's not ready to go. The Bears are trying to fix boards, and the Bears are trying to trade Jay Cutler. So far, their best offer has been a lottery ticket and a 12-pack of beer. Shark Boy, Dave Matthews is changing his name so he won't be associated with Josh Matthews in, in any way, but I'm not sure Dave Lipschitz was the best choice. Josh, honey, shut your face. I know it's your Twitter and you can do what you want, but seriously, shut your face. Okay? Sincerely, everybody, because you're making an ass out of yourself. And maybe that's the point. Who knows? But seriously, shut your face. Noel Foley, I had a dream. I tried cocaine and then I turned into a spoon. Don't do drugs, kids. Zeb Coulter. News. Finally, I can officially announce that I have signed with Impact Wrestling as a creative advisory capacity. Change is underway. James Storm goes, so does that mean the race of the century will take place? Your wheels versus Boozer Cruiser wearing ponchos and hats while we sing uh, Lefty and Poncho? Kind of want to see that now. Yeah, I kind of want to see it. Fake Sports Center. Sixers have traded Nerlens well to the Mavericks for a 90-year-old Andrew Bogut. A bag of peanuts. Hashtag trust the process. No, don't. Tr- that was an awful trade. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Awful Sixers trade. Grumble, grumble. Fake sports and hiring Jameis Winston to give a speech to children is like hiring Johnny Manziel to be the featured speaker at a dare event. Yeah, it really is. That was Tweet of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's SmackDown. Yes! 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 First of all, I have to say, Daniel Bryan firing shots on Talking Smack. Epic. Daniel, like, putting Daniel on that show was one of the smartest things they've ever done. Because he just goes on there and talks shit for, like, 45 minutes. It's great. I think it's good for him. Anyway, it is the SmackDown Throwdown. And, well, this was a humdinger of an episode this week. There was a lot of action There was a lot of drama, and there were definitely some tears. SmackDown opened with Daniel Bryan coming to the ring. He didn't look too happy. You could actually kind of see on his face he was pretty upset. They bring out Naomi, and you kind of saw where this was going. She's limping to the ring. She's got the knee brace on. She's having a hard time getting to the ring, and you just see, you could could tell by the look on Bryan's face as she's walking to the ring what's about to go down. But you're sitting there going, wow, really? They're running like two title, like two title strippings within, you know, a week of each other because they tried to do the same thing to Bailey on Raw. Not even Except a week. That, it's not even a week. It's 24 hours. Pretty much, yeah, 24 hours. So it's like, wow, really? That's kind of uncreative. And then you realize, oh, Naomi's shit. That's why. This, um, was, this, this was legit, not what they were doing on Raw. It's like, this is this, this is a really awkward angle. Why are they doing this? Why the hell are they doing this? And then you realize, oh, because she's really actually hurt. That's the difference between Bailey and Naomi. And it's really unfortunate for Naomi. Like we said, if you missed the beginning of the show, she is injured. She blew out the muscles in her knee and her calf. Pretty much everything but her MCL and ACL. So she's going to be on the shelf for probably four to six weeks, which is putting WrestleMania in doubt. That's really the reason why she was asked to relinquish the title was they didn't know if she was going to be available for WrestleMania or not. So they wanted to have the title ready to go for a match at Mania, which is what she got the title for, was to defend at Mania. Now that's in doubt. So they took it off of her just to ensure that there could still be a women's title match on Mania. It just may not involve Naomi. It could, but it may not. This sucks for her. It sucks for her. It really does. She's worked hard to get back. She just came back from injury and on a freak move that she's probably done a thousand times, but people were not in the right spot. She went too early. Things like this happen. So now she's on the sideline for the biggest WrestleMania in her hometown, and she may not be able to perform. I expect to see her on the show, but in what capacity that is to be determined. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it It was something very special to her to, one, win her first championship because she's been working hard and plugging away for eight years in WWE to get to that point. She's gotten passed over. She's gotten ignored. She's seen other girls get opportunities before her, and it was finally her time. They gave her the titles. They gave it to her going into WrestleMania. She was going to get really every childhood dream or one of the childhood dreams in terms of wrestling, which is you're the champion. You're walking into WrestleMania mania in your hometown as the champion. The other one is obviously winning the title or retaining the title in your hometown at WrestleMania, but she was going to achieve that dream of carrying that title in front of all her people in the hometown crowd. You know, all of them cheering her on, all of them shouting her name. Her family was going to be there. It was going to be this really huge epic moment for her. And like a split second, it's just like taken away from her, you know? Yeah, and that sucks. And that sucks for her. I feel so bad for her because you could just tell she's so incredibly bummed out about it. Because she's waited for this. She's worked so hard for this. And you knew that they... And they, to WWE's credit, they waited. They waited to see what this was going to be. They gave it They gave it a week. They went, did all the testing they could, but they knew, kind of knew right away what was going to happen. And if it didn't get any better, they were going to do what they did. And that's what happened. Yeah, so I mean, everybody like yelling at WWE and blaming WWE, this is not their fault. You know, it's... If they could have their way, she would be defending the title of Mania. They wouldn't have made the change, but it's something of she's not healthy. And for the good of the title, because it is a new title, it is its first WrestleMania, it's better to take it off of her and have her win it back a second time than to have it sitting on the shelf for WrestleMania. Alright, can I address something now? Yes. Please do not compare this to Brock Lesnar. People out there. Brock Wait, Lesnar, what? The whole Brock Lesnar defending the title, not defending the title, and why couldn't they get the belt on Naomi? Can we not, can we not compare the two? Brock Lesnar is a million dollar athlete, multi-million dollar athlete, who draws in multi-millions of dollars. He's a big attraction. They did it for an angle with Brock. Do not compare the situation. Do not compare her situation to anyone else who's been injured and they've kept the belt on them. Because it's a different situation. And, and it's WrestleMania. Yeah, that's the main thing. It's mania. Had, if this had happened at Rumble and they were heading into Elimination Chamber, where she'd won the title at Rumble and she, they were heading into Elimination Chamber, she would still be champion. She would still be champion. That's the thing. But because WrestleMania is less than six weeks away, she's not going to be ready potentially by WrestleMania. It's, it's really doubtful she's going to be ready. They went ahead and took the title off of her and they went ahead and changed the title. So that way the title could be available for them at WrestleMania. Because people have been comparing it to the Becky Lynch thing from last year where Becky got to keep the belt after she won it and they delayed the title defense. Again, that's September, October. This is February going into March going to April, which is WrestleMania. There's a difference between backlash and no mercy. Well, here's the thing. Then there's WrestleMania. A, there's a difference between WWE delaying delaying the defense where they waive the rule in that case. You know, if you're talking in storyline versus her Naomi literally not being available for 30 days. It's not even that, you know, it's like, well, we just don't even have the time to do it. It's she is not going to be available in that 30-day period. The, th- the deal with Brock, okay, this is the deal with Brock. Brock only worked pay-per-views, but there was a pay-per-view about every 30 days. So if they needed him to show up and defend the title, they could have him show up and defend the title. But otherwise, he didn't need to be there. There's no stipulation that says the champion has to appear. He just has to defend the title every 30 days. 
That's the same case for the women as well. The women have to defend the title every 30 days. Naomi was literally not going to be able to defend the title in 30 days. That's why they invoked the rule. It's stupid, but it's it's better than saying, we're taking the title off of you because you're hurt. Because you got hurt. It's better than having Alexa Bliss come out there and, you know, demand that she be stripped of the title because she's injured. It's you give Naomi the classy exit, the classy send-off of, she's injured, we're going to have to do this, we don't want to do it, but in, we have to. In professional wrestling, everything's different. Every situation is different, and you have to handle everything, every situation differently. So you can't kind of compare one to another. Simple as that. And it's just like life. Everyone is not treated treated the same. No, everyone is not treated the same. But they treated her with respect. They treated her like the champion that she is. I think what they did for her was tremendous. Because here's the thing. If they really wanted to, they didn't have to do what they did on TV. They could have stripped her of the title and thrown something up on .com that says, oh, you know, women's champion Naomi stripped the title due to injury. That's it. And had Dana Bryan walk out on Monday or on Tuesday with the title and be like, okay, well, well, we got a chance to crown a new champion. Alexa and Becky, you fight, yep. and Naomi not be a part of it. They yeah. gave Naomi the opportunity to come out, to say her piece, to hand over the title, to cut a promo, to say that she will be back. They gave her a really nice send-off as she's going to recovery. So please don't trash this. Please don't say it's horrible. It's not WWE's fault. It's not Brian's fault. It's not anybody's fault. It's a freak accident that happened. And it's real. And you know what? Naomi will be back and she will probably get another title defense. I hope to God she does. Or not title defense, but title shot and she wins the title again. I hope to God she does because she deserves it. She really does. But yeah, everybody just calm down about it. All right? Everybody chill. But speaking of the women's championship, as I said, after Naomi gave up the title, Alexa Bliss came out, demanded that she get her title back. Brian said no, that she was going to have to fight for it. He calls out back Lynch, Alexa and Becky have a really, really, really great match for the title. There was a lot of back and forth. It was really competitive. But in the end, your new SmackDown Women's Champion and first-time, two-time champion for the SmackDown belt, Alexa Bliss. Staying on the women, we had the brawl for all between the Total Divas. That's right, Naomi and Natty. Or not Naomi. Natty and Nikki went for it in a knockdown, drag out, false count anywhere match. They went all over the arena. Natty got sent through a mirror. Uh, Nikki jumped off an out or jumped off a production table onto Natty onto the floor. They were just beating the crap out of each other. Maurice got involved in the fray and got caught. She got beat up a little bit, but they went everywhere. This was the match that should have happened at Chamber. This is what they should have done at Chamber. Why they didn't do it at Chamber, other than to get to this point to set up for Mania, which is fine. But I feel like this is what Chamber should have been. This was a much better match than that show. Much better showing for Natty and Nikki. There was more fighting, less wrestling, although there was some wrestling. You know, we had pins backstage. We had pins out in the crowd. We had pins in the ring. You know, everywhere that you could imagine. It's a false kind of anywhere. And they took advantage of that step. But the subtlety of everything. But the subtlety was beautiful. The subtlety with Maurice was beautiful. Having her get knocked down backstage and then her coming for revenge was perfect because it's setting in motion what's going down at WrestleMania. It's perfect. It was really well done. Big props to Natty. Big props to Nikki. They, they actually had the brawl they should have had, as Lindsay mentioned. And yeah, it was all well done all the way around. Yeah. I mean, huge props to those girls, especially for Nikki, for taking the bumps with the bad neck. So, well done to Natty, well done to Nikki, and really liked how they, they tied Maurice and Nikki together as they wrote Natty and Nikki off TV. Or uh, the feud, I should say, off TV. So yeah, You ended one story and started another. Yeah, and it was seamless, which is 
Which is how you want it. Yeah, you made the, the transition. Alright, I have one comment I need to make about this whole thing. Hmm. And this was what... It's not even anything of importance, but it's what went through my mind when Nikki was cutting her promo backstage, calling Natty the broken heart. My mind went, delete, delete, delete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Delightful. It was delightful. That's where my mind went when she said broken heart. Oh, God, we are horrible people. Thank you, Hardy Boys, for um, that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, we also had the Usos get crazy on SmackDown where they cut a... I don't even know how to describe it, a weird promo on Jordan Gable. A lot of people liked it. I thought it was absolute garbage is the right way to put it. It It was a terrible promo for this reason. The verbiage was just weird. Secondly, the Usos are talking all this smack, but if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't the American Alpha beat the Usos at the pay-per-view? Mm-hmm. So, if American Alpha beats your ass repeatedly, how can you talk smack like you're talking? Because they're heels. That's that's all I got. They're heels. I don't know. I mean, the promo was interesting. I applaud them for doing something different. I personally wasn't a fan of it because I was sitting there watching it going, what? But I applaud them for doing it. It was different. It's out of the box. It's not your stock standard promo. But there's no legitimacy to their claims. Just saying. There's no legitimacy to any heels claims. That's the point. Okay, but there's some heels that can actually win and the other ones don't. Yeah. I know, but still. I'm just They're heel. I'm they're heel, so it's like you cut them some slack. But it's Usos. I really can't. And what's so awful is is they're such tough guys on um SmackDown and then they they you know and then they you know, they're so super nice guys on talking smack. It's like what the hell? Yeah, yeah. I mean if you're yeah. You're gonna have your heels on there, have them at least be a little heelish. They don't have to be like full bore. It's like even when AJ Styles is on there, he sells it. Yeah, he stays in categories. To, they're two different people. It's like, I can't... We all know who the users are. We actually... We know how nice of a person Jay, Jimmy, Jay, whatever one... Whoever's married to Naomi. John. They're good people. They're good people. John's a good person. So, yeah. We all know, but it's like, if you're trying to sell him as a heel, maybe, you know, sell him as a heel. Yeah, that would be a smart thing. So, what's next? We had Dean and Corbin sitting in a tree. F-I-G-H-T-I-N-G. When you started with an F, I was wondering what the hell you were going to spell. Um, no, that's something else. Entirely. On on dark corners of the internet. <laughs> Down a rabbit hole. Down a serious <laughs> rabbit hole. Anyway, we had a battle royal to determine the new number one contender for Bray Wyatt's WWE title. God, that does not get old. Because the, Randy Orton is refusing to fight. Can we mention the picture? The picture. The, picture. the, the Dean's obsessive, obsessive picture. Yeah, so they had everybody cut promos about this battle royal. Ziggler's was awful. Ziggler's was terrible. He kicked down his own set. Luke's was amazing, but we'll get to Luke's. Mojo was terrible as well. Anyway, continue. So you have Dean in the back in a dark corner, and he's, you know, pissed off about Baron Corbin, and it's to the point, Dean has a ripped-out picture of Baron Corbin from his NXT days taped to the wall. It's like, uh, Dean? So they finally listened to you and they gave Baron Corbin hair. Yes, they did. It's it's a really old picture of Baron Corbin, but he has hair. Because, you know. That's a thing. That's a thing. But yeah. So moving on, we had, and we should also mention Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton cut a promo where Bray, or where Bray is, you know, enjoying himself and Randy is eyeing up Bray's title. Not once, but we'll get to the second one later. Yeah, we'll talk about the second one later, but he was like all eyes on that title. So, you know, Bray, honey, I love you, but I'm going to laugh when he RKO's you. Just watch your back. Watch your back. Watch your back, dude. Watch your back. 
don't trust that snake. So it was a 10-man battle royal for the number one contendership. You had John Cena, The Miz, Luke Harper, Mojo Rowley, Dolph Ziggler, Kalisto, Apollo Crews, AJ Styles, Baron Corbin, and probably someone else I can't remember. Uh, Kalisto. Kalisto. It's, it, the people who don't really matter. So... You, you continue storylines with Baron Corbin and Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose lim- eliminated Baron Corbin. Baron didn't like it. He attacked Dean, so Dean was down hurt. You had um, John Cena eliminate The Miz. The Miz was not happy. So later on, The Miz eliminates John Cena. So now you're tying Miz, Cena, Nikki, and Maurice together. Ding, ding, ding. Subtle. And next week, it's The Miz TV with John Cena as a guest. We'll have more connections there. And in the final two, it's Luke Harper and AJ Styles. And live TV is live TV, so things are bound to screw up. Before we get there, we need to talk about Luke Harper's promo. Okay, talk about Luke's promo first. So, Luke Harper's backstage with his light bulbs. He's flicking his light bulbs as they come on. And it's very evident Luke Harper does not give one crap about Bray Wyatt having that title. The title to him is really insignificant. He wants Bray Wyatt. He wants his ass because he wants to walk out of WrestleMania dragging his broken hide behind him. Yes. Like, Bray, like, Bray needs to watch his back. Seriously needs to watch his back because he's pissed off the one person that he probably really shouldn't have pissed off. Because if you think about it, Luke and Bray have been together for over five years in terms of the gimmick. Longer than that if you want to time together in storylines. So Luke Harper knows probably everything there is to know about Bray Wyatt. He knows how to find him. He knows the secrets. He knows where the bodies are buried. For the love of God, he has teleport privileges. And if he really, really wanted to find him, he could find him. But as I was explaining to Lindsay, he probably... Probably Bray Wyatt has a button, and this button lowers the the compound underneath the ground and just puts grass on top of where the compound should be. It hides it away from all the people. I don't think that's quite it. I think, I think it's more Luke Harper wants to humiliate Bray Wyatt in public, similarly to how Bray humiliated him. No, I think he has an under his, his compound goes underground when when enemies approach. It's a thing. I'm telling you, it's a thing. Trust me, it is. It 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 is not a thing. Anyway, continue on. Continuing on. So we're in the match, so it comes down to AJ and Harper. Harper, Harper, Harper. Luke Luke was super over. At one point, we had an AJ Luke Harper chant that tried to get started up that didn't quite make it out of the gate. I mean... AJ and Luke were just going back and forth. They were throwing punches. They were hard hitting. Personally, I would not mind a few between AJ and Luke. I think it could be really entertaining, and I think they could have a really, really good match against each other. You know what? Maybe do that as the WrestleMania match, Luke Harper and AJ Styles. Well, they may have AJ. They may have a go to a no contest again, or they'll probably have Bray and Randy cost Luke. We know what's happening, but anyway, explain the finish, and then we'll get into more theories. So the finish is AJ and Luke end up on the outside, and basically AJ and Luke fall off the apron and onto the floor, and there's no camera right there, and there's no referee to catch whose feet hit first. Even though if you rewind the footage and you watch the footage, you can clearly see AJ's feet hit first. You don't even need to rewind the footage. You go to twitter.com slash twitter.com slash WWE it's not a gif and yes they did have camera footage but here's the thing they can't show the camera footage why because it ruined the angle why because Luke Harper touched second 
So that's why we did not get a, a replay. Because Luke Harper screwed up. Technically, I think they were actually supposed to hit at the same time, but the way that Luke was laying on the apron was his feet were up on the apron, and I think they were kind of on the stairs. And so when AJ rolled and Luke rolled, his feet got caught up on the top. And so it's like AJ hits first, but it's your feet that hit the floor, not you. So it's like Luke's body hit around the same time as AJ, but his feet didn't. Yeah. So there's like a two one or two second delay in AJ's feet hitting and Luke's feet hitting. So it's very clear that Luke Harper won this match, but for angle purposes, they threw it out because it's like, oh, it's a draw. They both, they both, no one won, no one lost because they both hit it technically at the same time. So next week on SmackDown, we get AJ Styles versus Luke Harper one-on-one for the number one contendership of Bray Wyatt's title. And Bray Wyatt, being the asshole that he is, what does he do? He comes up on the monitor as Luke Harper is fuming in the ring and laughs at him. Yeah, uh, Luke Harper lays out AJ Styles with with the clothesline after they all bickered back and forth for a while. And Luke was, you know, celebrating, whatever. And then Bray comes on the screen starts laughing, and Randy's back there just eyeing up the WWE Championship subtly. Again, SmackDown is very good at the subtle things. They're not outright saying, oh, here's what's going on. They're really good at subtle things. Uh, going back a second to to the finish, just, it's live TV. They were smart to not do it on the cam- hard camera side and just in case they, f- they screwed up, so like they really couldn't have a camera on it, even though they probably did. They just did a bad spot. They came up with a bad idea that wouldn't work, because the only way that would have worked is Luke Harper smacked his head on the, on the steps. Yeah. <laughs> so they should have came up with a better finish to have them both hit at the same time, and you would have done it. But it's live TV, things happen, and that's what we got. So they basically, it's like everybody can see it, everybody can tell, everybody knows, like even Luke and AJ know. But Dana's like, huh, I don't know, I guess we're gonna have to have a match next week. Like, Brian's just standing there really awkwardly trying to sell this. Because he's just like, oh crap, oh crap, it got screwed up, oh crap. And now I have to stand here and be like, I don't know who win. One, even though it's like blatantly obvious. Luke Harper won that match. We all know Luke won. There were four referees. Yeah, there were four referees, there's cameras, and for the love of God, somebody has pictures from the front row. Luke Harper won that match. When you put out the gift, you ruin your whole angle. But Yeah. WWE should not have put out that gift. Even though people already had caught it and were already putting it out on social media, WWE should not have done that. It's like, y'all, y'all, they you're to- not helping your cause here. They told a person, capture the finish and put it out as a gift, and they did, not realizing that it shows the wrong thing. But that that's a whole nother thing. It's going to be, we're going to see something where Brandy wants his title shot, and then AJ or Luke don't get it. We're going to probably, AJ's probably going to win, and Shane will screw him out of the title shot, because Randy wants the title shot, so it'll lead to AJ and Shane, but I, Luke and AJ won't, wouldn't be such a bad match instead. But who knows what we'll see. Plans are always up in the air. Yeah, plans are always up in the air. I would love to see a three-way between Luke and Randy because then that creates a very interesting dynamic because we talked about this two weeks ago on the show where it's our Bray and Luke playing Randy, where this whole, the family has supposedly split and Randy thinks he's winning, but in reality, Bray and Luke are after Randy knowing what he's up to. And they take him out at WrestleMania. I doubt that, but that would be really cool if that's the case. Because Eric Rowan is training back at the Performance Center, which means he's due back very, very soon. Maybe not in the next coming weeks, but I would I would not be surprised if we don't see our favorite Ginger Wyatt at WrestleMania. 
The question is, is whose side does he come back on? He's going to do the Hulk Hogan run in from um, Passion to Beach 996, and Bobby Heenan will go, but whose side is he on? But that's a legit question. I know. I know it is. It's because here's the thing. It's like, Eric is coming back to a family in flames. Bray and Luke aren't speaking. They've broken up. Bray's with his side hoe. That's confusing enough. Now Luke wants to kill Bray. And Eric's just coming back like, what? What just happened? When I left, everything was fine. Now y'all two are like, all this is going on. So will Luke, will Eric side with Luke? Will Eric side with Bray? It's a very interesting question. We'll find out as the weeks go on. We will find out as the weeks go on. But yeah, Luke Harper won that match. And Bray Wyatt laughing at Luke at the end, which is perfect, with Randy eyeing up the title again. It's like, oh, Bray, oh, Bray, you fluffy, adorable fool, you. (sighs) Bless him. Just bless him. Anyway, that does it for SmackDown. NXT Rundown, let's do it. It's time for this week's edition of the NXT Rundown. So you only live once in Space Jam? I said that right as I took a drink of water. I know. Asshole. I didn't mean to. Anyway, so, yeah. Lies. Liv Morgan's outfit. Liv, Liv Morgan's outfit was cute. I just wish her shorts had fit. She was wearing some baggy shorts. She was wearing some baggy shorts. Again, there were a couple camera shots where it's like you could kind of see everything that was going on up in those shorts. Had she not been wearing leggings, we could have had problems. Also, because of the leggings, it kind of looked like she was wearing a diaper a little bit. So it was just really distracting because it just, they didn't fit her. It was a cute outfit. It was a cute idea. But it's just like, no, honey, no, just no, not those shorts. We have the comparison picture up at twitter.com slash wildtalkradio right now. So Liv Morgan took on Ever Moon and Peyton Royce. Billy Kay tried to interfere and Moon got tossed out. And with an amazing bridge. Amazing. Amazing bridge. Beautiful bridge. On the Fisherman Suplex, Peyton Royce is the number one contender. I mean, she can bend. Yes, she can. She got a nice, high bridge. It was impressive. It was very impressive. So Peyton Royce now faces Asuka next week. We had Boar UK fighting in terms of Pete Dunne versus Mark Andrews. I'm just going to say it now. William Regal is completely in love with, with uh, Pete Dunne. He's filled his, the hole in his heart from Dean with Pete Dunne. They had a good match. It wasn't as good as last week's match, but they had a really good match. The finish was really good. But in the end, Pete Dunne is your winner. So I would assume we're going to get Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate one more time for the UK title. I would assume many weekend somewhere. Probably, yeah. Maybe on TakeOver, maybe on the tapings before TakeOver. Some, I would say some, I, somewhere around there. They're going to need matches for TakeOver, so I can definitely see them making it on to TakeOver. Uh, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. They have a pretty stacked card based on the spoilers. We'll see. And we then had our main event. Bobby Roode took on No Way Jose. No Way Jose. I mean, they, they stalled a lot on this one. So, yeah, in the early going. Yeah, they did. They they took their sweet time with this, but in the end, it's really no surprise that Bobby beat Jose. Yeah, no real surprise. And beat him up bad. Yeah, he beat him bad. Um, so Bobby hit the, the glorious DNT for the win. Bobby was leaving. He's like, I'm not done yet. So he goes back, attacks the knee of No Way Jose, puts him in the single leg Boston Crab. And then someone runs in. That person is Cash's. Oh, no. Matt, I'm not drinking. I'm drinking water, I swear. I'm not drinking tonight. Uh, But yeah, Cash's. Oh, no, is back. Oh, no, it's. Oh, no. Bobby's like, who are you? Who are you? And 
and was like, I know, you, you know who I am. And he's coming for the NXT title. And then Bobby's like, you know, maybe we should do the matchup right here, right now. So go take off your jacket. So he takes off his jacket and Bobby attacks him from behind. I'm just going to say this right now, before next week, whoever is in charge of the gear for NXT, somebody get Cassius Ono better gear, please. Yeah, we've seen the gear from the tapings this week. He needs better gear. He needs way better gear. Something darker. Something that fits him better. Something darker, something more slimming. Not white. Well, I wouldn't even say sibling, sl- slimming. I would just say something that fits him better and complements him better. Because what he wore just really didn't do nice things for him. And it's like there's a way that you can... It's like you look at the way that they dress Kevin Owens and Bray Wyatt. Or you look at the way that Bray Wyatt and Kevin Owens have dressed themselves, I should say. And they they are heavier. They, ha- they are not as in shape. They're not ripped in the stomach area. But they found a way to minimize it. They found a way to sort of make it look okay without it being just, you know, hanging over your stomach kind of thing or hanging over your belt kind of thing. So I think if somebody sat down with Ono and said, okay, well, you know, we need to redesign your gear because he was on the right track where it's like he wore a shirt over his his shorts to sort of cover things up. But the problem is, was the shirt was skin tight. So it didn't cover things the way it was supposed to, and it just looks really, really bad on him. I'm not saying that, you know, he needs to lose weight or he's fat or anything. It's just he needs to find something that complements his his figure a little bit better. That's what I so said. So he looks better. That's what I said. I know, but some people may misconstrue it. We have to add disclaimers. She has to add disclaimers to things I say. I work in advertising. I add disclaimers to everything. Anyway, Cash's on his back. So anyway, he attacked him from behind when he put his jacket down and attacked the knee, and... Referees broke it up, so that's what happened. Bobby Roode sends a message to Cassius Ono. That this crap will not be tolerated. But I think that does it for us. What do you think? Yeah, that does it for it. For us, rather. And to answer Matt, she probably just didn't... Like, we see the comments, Matt. They're in real time. The comments are in real time, but I'm looking at a Word document that has the results on it. So I'm clicking back back and forth between the results in the chat. So... There is a delay in me seeing it. It's just, it's something that I'm looking at something else and then flipping back and forth. It's just like Twitter. I have Twitter open and I'll get the notifications if somebody tweets me during the show, but it's something, it's a question of me getting over to Twitter, either on my phone or on my my laptop and retweeting it or commenting on it or whatever. So it's all in real time. It's not that much of a delay. It's just the delay is me trying to get to it. Because I'm sitting here talking and reading and doing other things in addition to, you know, monitoring a chat. So, we will respond. We do see what you say. It just may not be, you know, instantaneous. So, there you go. That'll do it for another edition of Rock Right Here on Wild Talk Radio Network. Saturday Night Midnight Edition is CB Radio, the weird, the wacky, the unusual. We'll say what we will have the greater than great debate. N64 Video Games Edition. And so much more at CB Radio, Saturday Night Midnight at CB Radio Live, Facebook, Twitter.com, hashtag Blame Rob When a Celebrity Dies. Some night, a healthy Tippenstein will return, 10 p.m. Eastern, um, for Wrestle Talk Radio with Heartbreak Mike and the Omega. We'll have all-time greatest, top to bottom, and a preview of the WWE Fastlane. At WTR Sunday on the Facebook and Twitter, Monday Night Raw Post Show, 11, 10 p.m. Eastern. We'll recap everything that goes down. On the Go Home Edition, too fast late on Monday Night Raw. Tuesday night, it is WTR Sims, 11.30 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash Show. All those archives can be found at youtube.com slash show. Follow us on Twitter at Show, Facebook.com slash Show, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. 
You name it, Rack Radio Show. I'm at Wild Talk Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Wild Talk Radio Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Linsward, L-A-N-S-W-R-D, and go to my website, psychboarddesigns.com. If you like my artwork, if you'd like to view my artwork, it is available for your viewing pleasure at behance.net slash linsward, same as the Twitter. Don't forget, in five days, because we're going to plug it again, you can pick up the WWE Book of Rules at fine retailers everywhere. It is by medialabbooks.com, go, or not .com, but medialabbooks. Go check it out. It's amazing. It is awesome. It's worth the time to read. Also, don't forget to check out our amazing sponsors, Gerwick.net, Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211 and TNAsylum.net, the haven for TNA fans. So for Rock, I'm Lindsay Ward. You've been listening to Rock right here on WildTalkRadio.com, and we will see you next week. Bye. Wild Talk Radio.com.